you now look at me now look at him now look back at me now back to him (laughs) i'm on a horse (laughs) steven robles yes how much money do you think i spent at mcdonald's last year oh i got numbers for you i got numbers (sighs) for you are you okay revealing this on the air I'm okay revealing I have a McDonald's number, a Taco Bell number, and a Chipotle number. Now, for the listeners, these are the only things I'm going to reveal. But I'm going through my self-employed tax numbers right now. And the only three numbers I will reveal to the listeners are these three numbers. Because I have to keep track of my meals while I am traveling for work. So this is not just like all the time, but I'll tell you this. I don't have fast food if I'm not traveling for work. So I think you can pretty much say <laughs> these are the... So the three are McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Taco Chipotle. Bell, Chipotle. Now, I'd like you to first order them by how much money I spent yes. at them. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to say... Okay, perfect. Because of the cost difference, I'm going to say Chipotle is number one, McDonald's mm-hmm. is two, and Taco Bell is three. That is correct. Ha <laughs> ha! Man, I feel good. Now, I think I'm gonna be on a roll. Yep. One, one final, one final guess here. Yes, you know I love me some Chipotle. That's right. You gifted me Chipotle for my birthday. That's right, delivery Chipotle <laughs> in 2018. It's also my my go to travel food. Right, it's everywhere. How much money do you think I spent at Chipotle? Man, I'm gonna say five hundred dollars. $227. Oh, wow. That was way off. Okay. I feel better. I feel better that's not now. Bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all, Nate. How often well, do you, you get guacamole? Ooh. If I've had a tough day, like I, <laughs> if I have a lot, you know, a lot going on, it was, you yeah, know, sure. the art wasn't flowing as it should. It rained on the chalk. I treat myself to chips and guac. Now, I don't put the guac directly on the burrito. What I do is I get the chips and guac on the side. And then I take That's half right. of that guac sometimes and add it to the burrito and half for, for my chips. You know, when you came and ate Chipotle, de- delivery Chipotle at my house on your birthday, <laughs> there was an extra guac due to a previous Chipotle. Oh, a double portion. Evening. Absolutely. And I think, I think you, uh, you partook of most of, of two. I think you can do yeah. two guacs oh, yeah. to one chip. Oh, I definitely could. I mean, yeah, I put some on my burrito. Here's the thing. If you don't want to do any meat, if you went full veggie... The guac on the burrito or in the bowl is free. It's in gratis. Yeah, but but the, if you don't do a meat, I mean, what are you, are you doing? really American? You know what, what, are you, what are you even doing? Last question. All right. If there is a Taco Bell on one side of the road and a McDonald's on the other, no Chipotle in sight, which will you gravitate towards? Well, okay. Maybe this will answer your question. Second place was McDonald's. I spent $193 at McDonald's last year. Okay. That's quite a bit. But Taco Bell, you can get like eight items and it's like $3. So True, true. But McDonald's, I feel like you can go, I did a lot of grilled chicken wraps where it's like, it's mm-hmm. still McDonald's. I mean, it's still not great for you. Right, right. But I can like, I'm not like having Big Macs and Whoppers there. So it's like, usually I can, and I love a good McDonald's sweet tea. So, <laughs> but if this helps answer your question, the amount of money I spent on Taco Bell last year Five dollars and thirty-three cents. That's it. That's it. Wow. And I, I looked at it. I spent it in January of last year. So okay. And what I'm going to try to do this year? Zero dollars at Taco Bell. Zero dollars. I think the less I eat at Taco Bell, oh, man, am I ruining our sponsorship opportunities? No, no, no. The better. No, that's fine. I, I don't think. Yeah, they, they don't need to sponsor a podcast. I mean, okay, okay, we're going to be fine. All right, well, let's get to the movie because we're doing let's do it. The, 20, the 2018 version of Robin Hood starring Taron Egerton. Is that how you say it? Man, I still don't know how to pronounce Egerton. it right. And the, I knew nothing else about this movie except it starred him. I had no idea Jamie Foxx. Oh, you didn't know movie. Jamie Foxx was in it? Nope. In typical fashion, when you suggest a movie, I know nothing about it until I watch it. <laughs> Right. I don't know why. right, right, right. Well, I wanted to jump in this right before Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, I'm I'm butting in. No, go ahead. I wanted to hear from you as far as Robin Hood renditions. Could I just hear from you just off the top of your head what versions you're familiar with in the Robin Hood story? It is a tale as old as time, right? 
Uh, well, apparently the first Robin Hood movie was in 1908, so maybe not as old as time, but pretty, it's been, it's been a long time. <laughs> a long, been a long time. time. Do you know what versions you've seen? Honestly, I don't know if I've seen any other version all the way through. Russell Crowe, 2010? I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb right now. I did not see that one. Kevin Costner, Prince of Thieves in 1991 with Morgan Freeman. So the Kevin Costner version, I remember we had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. And my dad really liked it. And like Last of the Mohicans, for some reason I had a mental block thinking like these were just old, boring movies. Right. And so I never watched I never watched it. It was in my house the entire time I grew up. Wow. Never saw Last of the Mohicans or the 1991 Robin Hood. Okay, and 1993, Robin Hood Men in Tights, the parody? Uh, no, no, no. I, I've not seen any other Robin Hood movie all the way through. Okay. I grew up with 1938 version with Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland, The Adventures of Robin Hood. Let it be known. And the, and the Disney version with the foxes. Oh, right, right. Because I remember you, know you one, saying, right? you're, you're, yes, you're a Robin Hood fan. Like, you enjoy oh, this yeah. character. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What, what made you gravitate towards this character? I think, I mean, as a kid, uh, especially with the old Errol Flynn ones and then the Disney ones, it's just like he was the hero. Now, I, I watched both uh, him and Zorro back in the day, which is basically oh, yeah. same thing as Robin Hood, just like California <laughs> Mexico version, right? Steal from the rich, give to the poor, you're a secret ident- identity. That's true. And like this kind of hero... Also, Scarlet Pimpernel, I think, also falls into this category. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of, like, gentlemen by day, no one knows, that then you become a hero by night. They were superheroes to me before I knew much about superheroes. I was going to say, it sounds all like Batman, honestly. Right. You know. Except I, I love the whole, the thief thing is kind of like a fun, edgy. Right. An edgy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Steal from the bad guys. Did you have high hopes going into this movie? No, 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 no. I mean, I, <laughs> okay. I, okay. I knew as soon as the first trailer came out, I thought, I want to watch this movie very, very badly. This movie will be very, very bad. This will be perfect <laughs> for our podcast. And I bet this movie will come and go with no fanfare whatsoever. And I think I was correct from yeah. start to finish. <laughs> for some reason, I thought this was going to be a really good movie. I don't know why. It seemed like it did have a decent budget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it'd be great. But as I was about to say, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. 43% audience score. So a bit of a split there. I guess some people some people enjoyed. 15 seems low. 15 seems low. 15 might seem a little low. But uh, well, let's talk about it. Okay. I was insulted from the first voiceover <laughs> because this guy's talking about you know, we have this story that's not really a story you know, but it's kind of a story you know. So here's the story. And then it says this line in the uh, the voiceover guy, which I think is Robin Taron, Hood. Taron, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's his voice. This is Robin Hood saying, uh, I won't bore you with history. You wouldn't listen anyway. And I said, yes, I would. <laughs> I enjoy history. I would like to hear some history. Steven, Steven, remember the movie you're watching. This movie is not for the historically interested this movie is not for you let it be known so i i watched the first half with uh, my wife last night and right kind of like 10 minutes into the movie you know after he gets shipped off to arabia and mm-hmm. is like fighting these in the crusades right well that's the part that i missed i don't know if it was in the in the beginning intro but we were like what war is this supposed to be so we actually did a little wikipediaing this is the third crusades in that right and attempted like england france a bunch of other people all involved in trying to recapture Jerusalem and some other stuff. So This is typical Robin Hood lore, where I believe right. usually when we see Robin Hood back fighting the Sheriff of Nottingham it's be- and with Prince John around, it's because King Richard the Lionheart is off in the Crusades. And usually at the uh, end of the movie, like, he comes back and Robin Hood like, becomes a good guy again in the eyes of the people or something. Okay. It was interesting. We looked it up. And so the time period is about 1100. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about year 1100 AD. Now to that end, Nate, did you find that the wardrobe seemed a little out of time? Okay. Okay. This is, yes. Uh, yes. But it is very intentional. Like this movie, uh, this is actually something I kind of like about it, is that 
it's not meant to be historically accurate to the times. It's sort of like, did you ever see that King Arthur Legend of the Sword kind of recently with Charlie Hunnam? Wait, so not the Clive Owen one. No, that's Children of Men. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was in a King Arthur as well. Oh, you're right. With yeah, Keira yeah, Knightley. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that might come into play later in our top five. But anyway. Okay, okay. No, I did not, I did not see that King Arthur. It was a 2017 movie, apparently. I, okay, I'm a sucker for this. I kind of enjoy a, maybe Quentin Tarantino did this a bit too in his life, but like I enjoy the the faux historical nature, but like reimagined as kind of like tr- with trendy leather jackets. I'm like, you re- really? I, bu- I bought into it all the way. It is not trying to be historical at all. Instead, it's like, yep, I'm wearing basically a leather jacket with a hood, like biker gang sort of thing. The problem is there is so much of it that is historical. I mean, it puts it in the crusade. They're on the ship, the bow and arrow being like the main weapon. And then like the sheriff has this like hyper modern leather jacket, which feels more like Hunger Games than it does Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. That whole that whole setup, that whole scene is. So you didn't like that. Well, the, the, the guy in the crusades has what I believe, like something that I giggled. Yes. Which was like basically an arrow machine gun, like a Gatling gun yeah. for arrows, <laughs> yeah. and the arrows were like exploding stone. Which yeah, I I am down. I am down for that the whole way. Like yes, make it so that these arrows are just like breaking through old like <laughs> temple stones. I'm down. That was kind of cool. And so the beginning starts with Robin Hood. Uh, he's a rich lord of Nottingham, and he gets drafted, gets sent off to fight in the Crusades. And we, it says like four years later, he's in the Crusades. And that, that first fight scene where he's in like these ruins of Arabia, kind of unclear exactly what country they're in. But I was, I was down with that first scene with that machine gun oh, yeah. arrow thing and everything. Like they steal his friend and yeah, it was cool. It's kind of cool. What's kind of cool about it is they filmed the scene as if we were watching like a modern war in Iraq or Af- Afghanistan yeah. sort of thing. It did where feel it's like, like that, right? They're they're moving as if they have guns, but they're like holding out bows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt a little bit like Saving Private Ryan meets Arabia right. in exactly. like that last scene. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was pretty fun when Jamie Fox gets introduced as like this amazing warrior that is about to take down Robin. Like I, I liked him before he said a word. I thought like, oh, this is going to be a cool character. And I, after seeing the movie, I almost wish that the story would have been Jamie Foxx being like the arch nemesis and somehow there'd be some story that ends in a final battle between Robin Hood and Jamie Foxx's character rather than what it ended up being. You know what I mean? Right. Right, a little bit more complicated relationship between them, like a begrudging respect, but not like instantaneous friendship, maybe. Yeah, and I think Jamie Foxx's character would have made for a more enticing villain than the sheriff, who was just kind of this one-trick pony. Like, he didn't do anything. Like There was no fight scene with the sheriff. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think I could have done with maybe, because the sheriff of Nottingham... I wish he was more of like the Prince John character, more of just a political figure, but I wish that the actual sheriff throughout the movie was more of like a really cool fighter guy. Yes. Yes. Because it's not cool having like super awesome fighting Robin Hood fight against like an old man. Well, he's fighting against foot soldiers the whole movie. (laughs) Right. And then I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I think the the final scene with... The sheriff and Robin Hood and John, the Jamie Foxx character, is kind of lackluster because there's there's no fight. Oh, exactly. He can't fight. He's just like a yeah. He's just a, a mean. He's a pencil pencil pusher. Yeah. Right. He sits at a desk all day. I thought that was I thought that was strange. Well, I wanted to jump quickly back before the Crusades because I think we talk about uh, Jamie Foxx and his son or yes. little John's yes. son, and which is I think coming up next. But before we get to that, I wanted to jump back real quick to the, one of the first thoughts I had when we see a thief jump through the window when Robin's a lord, and we find out that it's Miriam. Oh, right, right. And Mar- Mary, Marion, Marion, not right. Miriam. That Miriam, that Marion is the thief, and she's right. like really cool. Now, I thought to myself, oh, I get it. This is why this is different, because like he's going to be kind of the softy Robin of Luxley. And she's going to be like the awesome, like she might even teach him how to thieve 
Like, yeah, I thought yeah. to myself, oh, what's going to happen is like when they join forces, she's going to like, I'm going to teach you everything I know to be a really cool thief. I figured whatever spoiled toff lives in this manor wouldn't miss one of his. Then you'd be absolutely right. He wouldn't. Who are you? I'm the spoiled toff who lives in this manor. And you are completely beautiful. What happens is, I'm going to jump ahead for just a second. <laughs> yeah. That's the coolest Marion ever is, is that first yeah, scene. Yeah, that's true. And then she kind of plays the damsel middle of a love triangle for the rest of the movie. We can get to Romance Corner in a sec yep. or after this. But I just wanted to say that was my introduction to Marion. I had high hopes. Did not live up to yeah. that. Back to the Crusades. No, but uh, yeah, I agree. Because also, after that first scene where she takes her mask off and reveals herself, then we just kind of have this like love montage with her and mm -hmm. Robin Hood. And yeah, the rest of the movie, she's just kind of a meh, just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, I was hoping for more. Absolutely. So back to the Crusades, we come to a scene where they capture Jamie Foxx and his son, and they're meaninglessly torturing and beheading these arabians right which just take a moment you being a resident accent expert do you do you find that jamie fox's complete lack of middle eastern or arabian accent troubling yeah i don't i don't know if he's is he going for like ethiopian enlisted into the true i think he, maybe he's going for kind of a african birthplace but he had no accident i don't think he had any accident. well I think he did. See, that's the thing. I think, so. I think for 50% of this movie, he definitely does. <laughs> for 50%, right? Men of power taking more power from the blood of innocence. Yours, but I cannot do it alone. He tried, I think he started strong, like he was trying to do something, but it wasn't enough to be like, oh, he's doing an accent, but it wasn't nothing. Right. And then right. at times it was just Jamie Foxx's voice. Right. I was very distracted by it the whole movie because I wasn't sure like, okay, I think you're like, I think you're going for something here, but not like all the way. Right. I really wish it would have just been Jamie Foxx's voice. He might as well have. This is my American accent. So in that scene, they're about to kill Jamie Foxx's son and Robin Hood steps up and tries to stop them, which Jamie Foxx sees. Right. And realizes that Robin Hood was trying to help fails at it the commander or whatever like shoots him in the chest with an arrow robin hood takes him out of commission and then they kill the son anyway of all the scenes in this movie i feel like at least that one did have some kind of heart and substance to it he's my son he's just a boy i've been killing crusaders all my life my every breath is an insult to your god please I will say that at this point in the movie, this was the most hopeful I ever was in this movie. You're right. We had seen Thief Marion. We had seen them establish a love connection, him going off to war, a battle scene. We saw Jamie Foxx. He got his hand chopped off. And then this right. scene, which was super dramatic. Okay, this is really intense. They're just, right. They just had this guy beheaded. Right. At this point in time, I was like, okay. I am in. Like, you you have me here. I thought it was, yeah. for what this movie was, more powerful than I thought this movie could get. But then that was kind of the apex of the storytelling. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> it just kind of exactly. goes downhill. At this point in time, I watched this movie with my wife. And as a med student, uh, she turned to me around this scene and said, Jamie Foxx's arm, I think there's going to be like a good chance of infection. Like... <laughs> for for that wound like he is like we're certain like i'm not sure if he's going to survive this right turns out jamie fox got a, a hand chopped off no problem and then also as he says stowed away on a ship for three months i don't know how you stow away on a like that didn't look like a big ship that they took back to england can i talk about the hand stump for a second <laughs> yeah. this is just kind of please a, a quick thing here yeah yeah later on in the movie Jamie Foxx caps it off with a like a, a metal cap yeah. that I'm not sure if he like I don't know he's doing some sort of uh, some forging and then like right. ends up putting his hand into it like <laughs> yeah all right well I have a good a cap now right this is the kind of movie that I was so sure he was going to put an attachment on there that yes. would help him fire arrows exactly a little hook or a little like release this is the movie <laughs> We're not worried about historical accuracy. I thought, 
oh, I get it. He's making something that's going to like make him able to fire arrows. And the final scene is going to be like revealing his invention or even like attach like a ball and chain to it. Right, right. And like swing, swing a spiked mace around with that arm. No, nothing. I was really disappointed by that. I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was going to put a crossbow on the end of that thing. I mean. Oh, yes. Crossbow arm. They had these automatic crossbows all over the movie. Get one of them and melt it on there. Do you think they were planning on doing that and just never got around to it? <laughs> they kept that scene in of him like building something for his arm, but that never. I don't know. There's something. There's something there. For a $100 million budget, I would think they <laughs> would have thought of that, but it could be wrong. It's possible they tried it out and it's like, ah, this is not great. doesn't look great. I guess if he would have had like some kind of machine gun crossbow, he probably would have overshadowed Robin Hood as the... Oh, you think it made him too cool, maybe? It might have made him too cool because the whole thing is like he has to train Robin Hood to do all the thieving because he lost his hand. I feel like if he had a crossbow, like he could have just taken care of it himself. Because <laughs> right. he, he got Robin Hood out of a number of jams. You know what? You would have thought that he would have been involved in more of the thieving with Robin Hood. Yeah, he's normally just like... He kind of sent Robin Hood out by himself. Now that I think about it. He's outside that counting room in that one scene, just there to like collect the bags of money once Robin Hood kills everybody. Yeah. He's just kind of standing around. I guess sometimes he like dumps flammable liquid on the ground, which is kind of cool. That's right. He, he, does does that, some, he does that twice. He does some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Robin Hood returns, finds out his mansion has been ransacked. Marion is with this other guy now, a political... Right. Uh, ...hoping to speak for the people guy and we know early on he's will scarlet i think we're told his name early on for That's and right. for those who thought they were familiar with robin hood lore will scarlet is a member of the merry men oh okay usually will scarlet little john uh robin hood they're all kind of in sherwood forest together as okay. friends well robin hood sees will and marion together kissing and then he goes like pukes off into a corner love triangle in this movie let me tell you something. No one states what they actually want in this movie. And that is my issue. Maid Marian should choose between one of them. Robin Hood does not have to reveal that he's Robin Hood. He can basically say, like, listen, I'm Robin of Loxley. Right. I'm alive. You thought I was dead. So now I want to be with you again. <laughs> but it's almost like he has to, like, avoid her entirely. Maybe because Jamie Foxx warned him not to. Right. And then Will Scarlet was basically like, uh, so I guess you're with me, but it's pretty awkward. Your old uh, fiance's alive, <laughs> isn't it? Let me ask you this. Did you believe just Marion and Robin Hood romance? <sighs> After the, like the first scene, I feel like I believed it, where he catches her trying to steal the horse. Any other time in the movie after that, I don't feel convinced. Yes, I'm with you. I feel like it peaked pre pre war, right. and uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling it between her and Robin Hood, between her and Will Scarlet. No, between Will Scarlet and Robin Hood, none of it. There was obvious tension between Will and Robin Hood, but then latter part of the movie, when Robin Hood puts out his hand and says, "Listen, let's work together so we can take down the sheriff," Will seems to have no qualms with just saying, "Like, Meh, yeah, all right." I'll join you. I feel like he would have more issues than that. You would think that that part of their concern would be like, hey, we both love Marion. We should probably figure that out, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was weird. Tell me how you felt about the training scene. Ah, please. I said shoot me. Too slow. Fast as you can. Again. I love a good training scene. Actually, right. now that I think about it, I think at some point in time, we should do a top five just training montage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because I am down for it. Yes. This gets me into this, the battle style of using an arrow and how it's basically just shoot it as fast as possible and hold like four arrows in your hand. Right. I'm down for that. So the training <laughs> scene, I was like, yeah. yep, sure, I'm in. Jumping around. The amount of slow motion in the action in this movie oh, is my word. <laughs> ludicrous. I literally had that as a note. Just the, It was so overdone. I feel like if you take all the slow motion out of this movie, it would be 30 minutes, maybe. <laughs> because right. like every, there, there is not a battle scene without slow motion and like sparks. You know what else I just realized? 
every foot soldier that gets killed has a mask, like a metal, completely oh, yeah. face covering oh, yeah. mask. That seems a little strange. Like that. Well, they have like five stunt guys doing this whole movie. Okay. I'm going to give okay. them. <laughs> Maybe that's it. A lot of credit. What did you think about the training montage? I enjoyed it. I felt it was a little long at times. There was a lot of shots of him shooting these wooden boards. But the moment when Jamie Foxx says, all right, shoot me, and he slowly walks towards Robin Hood as Robin Hood's trying to get him, like that was really cool. I was yes. down for that. When he snaps off the end of his arrow because he's right next to him. Yes, yes. That was pretty good. Uh, one note I have. The first scene where Robin Hood steals from the toll booth, he yells, hey before he starts attacking the guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's uh, step one. <laughs> Don't yell hey at the people you're about to attack. Well, Jamie Foxx hadn't taught him that yet. Oh, that's true. Just, just about how to fire house. quickly. Yeah, not stealth. <laughs> Don't stealth yell. Not. Okay, so this starts a, a series of events where I think they done run out of movie. Right. I think at this point in time, the the vision boards, the storyboards, all kind of like, well, we sort of did it. We did the scenes we wanted to do. Because from here on out is a conglomeration of green screen monstrosities and fire and sparks galore. Right. (laughs) And, you know, they keep talking about the mines. Like, that's where all the commoners Mm -hmm. work. I didn't see inside a single mine the entire movie. I don't know what they're mining. Like, it just looks like wooden scaffolding on a mountainside. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looked like a poor excuse for, like, the Lord of the Rings Urukai growth center or whatever that is. Movies like this, I can't think of another one right off the top of my head, have such a hard time of creating any setting, any environments that feel real. They all just feel like kind of CGI set pieces. They don't really ground you to any particular area. You know what I mean? It's like you're like in a grungy mine or like a super like CGI church or kind of like a medieval times arena. There's no sense of like scale or place. Right, right. Because even the, the horse chase scene later in the movie going through the mines, you can't really tell. Are they just going in a circle or are they actually riding long distances through these streets of the yeah, the slums. editing of that scene was also it was weird frantic and then his his manor like his house you know at the beginning we see the horse stable and we see like the one room where they're kissing and then later we see hit the training sequence but there's no good idea of scale to this manor again i don't know you you see the outside of it they do these like drone shots where you see this huge manor building right but they don't give a good sense of the inside when he's actually there it does seem like they had like two sets and like, this is the manor, and we're not going to do anything else. Yeah, you're right. Why was the manor destroyed? If they're going to repossess it, why don't they just... I would have liked it better if a sheriff of Nottingham's crony just lived there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we repossessed it. Like, why did they have to, like, torch the thing? Yeah, they torched it and then just left it alone. It seemed kind of weird. And then no one had a problem with him, I guess, reliving there. Like moving back in. They also didn't question that he had money again. Although he was stealing it, they were like, oh, Robin of Loxley has all this money to like give as a gentleman. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Didn't we burn his house down and steal all everything he owned? I would like to speak about how every church figure is pure evil. Oh, in man. In this movie. The archdeacon guy who is the, like the bald guy that looks completely twisted. Treason's a very strong word. (laughs) (laughs) It's essential this thief is caught and his rhetoric suffocated. You're great. And then the Cardinal, who sounds like Captain Salazar from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Like all, all these guys, they're just so evil. There's the one friar who I kind of liked his character. No, I I thought he was he was kind of a fine uh, comic relief at times. He did have that one line where he looked at the sheriff and he said, uh, "So it's been a bit since your last confession." I did enjoy that. I did want to mention Jamie Fox gets captured at one point and he's in jail. And there's a scene where some guard drops like a clay bowl in front of his head. Yes, and Jamie Fox like headbutts it, breaks off a piece of the clay and puts it in his, in his mouth and then slits the guy's face later when the guard tries yes. to grab him. I was down for that. I thought, good job, Jamie Fox. I am down for Yes. Agreed. 
the scene where he tries to rob the actual treasury and it totally backfires and then he has to fight his way out. I thought that was kind of an exciting scene. Yeah, I thought, I mean, like, I think the running around with a bow in front of you, like jumping around a corner while spinning and shooting. Yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah, I guess it just needed to be a little more differentiated. They didn't save anything for later in the movie. Right. And I feel like you got to, like, keep a little bit back. When it came to the climax stuff, it's not like things got any cooler. No. It's sort of just like things got more CGI'd. Okay, so there's more fire and sparks and like, right. oh, you want a horse? Like, I found the horse chase and the cart chase not satisfying at all. They did pull a total Italian job on that cart with all the money in it, <laughs> where they like burned and exploded the ground from underneath it. I said, eh, yes. that's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yes. I was overall disappointed when we got to the end. You know, the sheriff dies. The people get away with the money. Marion and Robin Hood. They all get away. And then Will is like the uh, the new sheriff. And then it just ends. I feel like I was uh, I was a little let down. Like I didn't for no reason Will Scarlet ends up just going like, "All right, I guess I'm the new sheriff of Nottingham and now I'm going to be fighting after Robin Hood even though I like shook his hand earlier and so, like I'm I'm with it." Because he saw yeah. them kissing. It's what we're we're supposed to believe that <laughs> because no one spoke their desires and no one was forthright. He's like, oh, yeah. can you blame the person who was betrothed to someone who th- she thought was dead, like going back to that person? I don't know. Typically, my wife and I will now have a discussion about how many years is enough years. Yeah, yeah. You know, move on once someone has died. And apparently it was two years. Two years for you? No, 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 no. In the movie, they say <laughs> that he had, he was, they had his funeral two years prior. Right. Two years time, Marion moved on and got with somebody else. Right. I don't know. Does that feel too quick? It doesn't feel too quick. Now, if you were married for 45 years, maybe it'd be, that would be too quick. But let me tell you something, and this could be controversial. Oh, boy. But follow with me for a second. Okay? You ready for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. My wife, let's say, was married to someone, and his name was Rob or Robin. <laughs> okay. Or she was like engaged to someone. He died. Two years later, she starts dating me. We're not married yet. Okay? Right. Then. We're like, it's going great. Then all of a sudden, Robin shows up, or Rob, and he's still alive. I think there would be an honest part of me that says, listen, I hope you still want to be with me, but I understand that you were with this guy before me. You guys were in love, and nothing. the only thing that changed is you thought that person was dead. So like, I would like to think that would be a time where I would go like, hey, I'm not going to blame you. If, like, I'm going to be really sad. I'm not going to blame you if you need to go back to the person who you thought was dead. What if you had gotten married in that time? <sighs> you snooze, you lose. No, I you mean the dead no, guy. I, I think I think I would still. I know. I think <laughs> I think I would still give a like. Hey, this is you thought this person was gone. They are not. So I will step aside if I have to. That's true love, Stephen. If you love someone. Let them go. What's the phrase? No, no, no. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm not letting you off the hook this easy. One more scenario. You not only okay, get but married. I, okay, but you, need, but you need to answer these questions too. These I'll, are that's the fine. deep things of life. Okay. That's fine. I'll, I'll answer them. Okay. But you, ha- you got married and had a child in that span of two years. Oh. Now, old Rob comes a knocking. What do you do, oh. Nate Baranowski? Are we saying that Rob and my, my now wife did not have a child? We're correct. But okay. you here's what I'm gonna say. They can Rob can be now be Uncle Rob. <laughs> you can be involved in the kids. I think at that point in time, oh, I think I still have to give the I still have to give the opportunity for Rob and my now wife to because I feel like I like yeah they didn't part out of truth. It was all a lie. Let's say Rob was actually kidnapped somewhere. I think I would then raise the child and say, like, good luck. All right, let me ask you one more thing. What if you were Rob and you came back and found your previous girlfriend now married with a kid? What would your expectation be on that side? I think at that point in time, if I was Rob, I would be like, nope, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't be involved here. Like, enjoy your life. I think yeah. if, if that's the... I think that's the noble thing to do is like if you, yes, if they've moved on and had a kid with someone else, I would 
do one of those like looking through the window at the new family that's having like a a turkey meal and i'd be out in the rain and like she'd look up but i have already ducked away and like walk down the street and she looks she keeps looking out the window like was someone standing there and then she kind of shakes her head and goes back to like smiling to her family yes and then i go off to be a superhero (laughs) there are two movies that I that come to mind uh, with the situation. Count of Monte Cristo. No, <laughs> but okay. that's good too. La La Land, which we need to do very soon, mm-hmm. and Castaway with Tom Hanks. And in Castaway, I've never seen the end of Castaway. Okay, excuse me. Never seen the end of Castaway. <sighs> I've never seen the end of Castaway. Nate, have you ever seen the movie? Like part of it? I've seen the first part. Nate, well, I'm gonna have to put that to the list. It's gonna be high. On okay. List. Anyway. Oh man. That's well. Spoilers. Tom Hanks does the same thing. He comes back from the island, finds his previous, actually his fiance, I believe, married with a kid, and he literally is in the car in the rain and like drives away. <laughs> right. <laughs> what usually happens in the movie is if the hero of the movie is gone for a while and the wife moved on, usually she's with a jerk who like doesn't like treat her right and he becomes the bad guy, then it's much easier to be like, I'm going to win her back. Now, if it's a real right. nice guy, right? let's, I mean, it's the sweet home Alabama kind of thing. Like, Patrick right. Dempsey right. is not bad in that movie. He's fine, <laughs> but she still wants to be with Capture Lightning Bolt in the sand. Okay, anyway, right. what is your answer to this, this question? <laughs> I, I was hoping you were going to forget to ask me again. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Rob comes back. Yeah. You are not married. You are dating Marion. I would say, I, w- I would want to sit down in a room, all three of us. Oh, yes. And I would want to look at my girlfriend's eyes. And in that, <laughs> she, the, neither, neither of them would have to say a word. I would look at her and say, you know what? Go ahead. We'll, I'll find somebody else. Like, no, no questions asked. You could just tell. You'll just know. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Okay. Now, if, if we were married, Mm-hmm. And they were married before, so we're gonna put you on level. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! Whose wife will she be in in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they were married before, I would feel like, all right, I'm I'm the third wheel here. Even if you have a kid, <sighs> I don't know. That's complicated. No kid, I would say. Oh, listen, your guys' marriage uh, has been going on longer than ours, <laughs> so you guys go ahead with a kid. I don't know. I feel like that complicates things, you know? This is so much deeper than this movie ever wanted us to think. I know, I know. But this is good. Okay, so if you're Rob, if you're Rob, what happens? You come back, you were married to Marion, she's now with another guy. (laughs) If I'm Rob, I would do the same thing. I would sit us all down in a room together. (laughs) Look at the eyes. (laughs) Look at the eyes. Now look at me, now look at him. Now look back at me, now back to him. (laughs) I'm on a horse. In reality, you hate that dude. So I'm going to say, leave him. (laughs) And let's go. <laughs> but if she looks longingly at the other guy, I'm going to be like, all right, never mind. I'm like, it's fine. Well, you've probably grown out a beard and like a hardly recognizable anymore. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> you have a wizard's <laughs> beard at this point. Picture this. Listen, I mean, she might like the beard better. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, okay, anyway. I think we solved it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good side Now, track. back to this, the movie. That movie was worth just that conversation. Yes. You know, I was almost waiting for an end credit scene in this movie. Because I was so unsatisfied with the ending that it gave us, mm-hmm. I was—I literally scrubbed forward and I was like, "All right, where's the ending? Is there one cutscene? No, there's not." Can I tell you the audacity this, that this movie assumed <laughs> that it could that it could earn a sequel that they could set up a sequel? Well, that, that was the thing too. Because I have was like, "Self awareness." Oh, if you don't have an end credit scene, that means you're setting up a sequel, and you know there should be no sequel to this. <laughs> okay, if you're gonna make see, I think Will Scarlet as the sheriff cool he seems actually like young fit and ready to fight robin hood right that's what i wanted that should have happened oh uh early on i would have loved that he comes back and like jamie fox has his revenge against the old sheriff who that actor plays every bad guy ever he was in rogue one which i had to look up he was in a ready player one makes basically movies with one in the title ben mendelson so i don't know i I think it was dumb that at the very end he kind of yeah becomes a new bad guy all right well you ready to rate this movie yeah i'm ready on a scale 
of zero to five. What do you call it? The uh, the things that they were throwing to Shurikens? the little round. No, no, they didn't throw. <laughs> they threw the uh, Maltov cocktails. You know the the rag and the, oh, yeah. the thing. That yeah, makes yeah. The fire. Maltov cocktails. Yeah. 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 Let's go from zero to five Maltov cocktails. And I think okay. you rated last time. I'm gonna give this movie two two, two Maltov cocktails. Burn. Two. Okay. Two Maltov cocktails. Tell me why. Uh, you know the the training scene, the action, the the opening scene in Arabia, the first action scene was really good. There were a couple cool moments that I could enjoy watching. The slow motion was kind of annoying, and I think took away from some of those fight scenes. But there was there was decent enough. I like the main character guy. I really liked him in Kingsman. I thought those. Yeah. Were, I really enjoyed those movies. I think he was kind of playing. I wish he played more similar to that part in this one. Yeah, I agree. I liked the Italian job heist moment. I wish I would have liked Jamie Foxx a little more. I think mm-hmm. his character could have been really, really cool. And he was like, eh, half cool. He was half cool. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I'll give it a two. How would you rate this movie with Robin Hood being a character that you, uh, you enjoy? Steven, I give this movie one and a half mm-hmm. Molotov cocktails. Mm-hmm. Here's why. This movie is so annoyingly close to being cool (laughs) that I can't stand it. It is like an itch that it's just like, it's right there. You have something close to being a fun, cool movie. Yeah. But it's not. Marion could have been like kind of a cool thief throughout there could have been like really fun stunts and fight scenes. I didn't mind the, the like the costuming and setting. You could have gone further with it. The romance could have been better. The action could have been better. The story could have made more sense. They could not have tried to make Will Scarlet like the sequel villain and could have brought him in mm-hmm. earlier. The yeah. editing was kind of poor, but it had it had something there. That like if you kind of like shake your head and squint your eyes and like <laughs> it, it could be like fun, yeah. But it's not quite there, and that's no. super annoying to me. Like I would rather it have been like laughably bad all the way through. Right. I think I would have actually given it a higher score if I hadn't been so frustrated that this what was supposed to be kind of a fun movie didn't end up being like a B movie it ended up being just a frustrating c minus movie that was like i'm not an editor or anything in movies again i couldn't do anything with this movie but i would love to take a like a swing at like let's re-record some of this and try it again (laughs) i'm I'm unreasonably frustrated with this movie (laughs) well it's a character that you enjoy too i mean if i love robin hood speaking of characters i hope people don't screw up in future movies i saw the upcoming trailer for Dark Phoenix, the new X-Men movie. Yes. I've seen every X-Men movie, and I will probably see this one in theaters because I love the X-Men, mm-hmm. but I really hope they don't screw it up because last time they did the Dark Phoenix. I don't nothing, know. Yeah, nothing like coming back to the, the scene of your last movie crime, the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you, you guys want to remember X3 again or whatever that Ooh, movie yeah. was called, X-Men 3? The Last Stand. The Last Stand. So let's do our top five. I had some suggestions, and then you uh, dropped the bomb, and it was a good, good top five. I was feeling it today. Yes, the top five archers from movie lore. Is that right? Yes. Very good. I love this idea. I have an honorable mention. Do you have any honorable mentions? I don't. I wish I had more, but I may just steal whatever you choose. Well, we had mentioned this movie earlier in the episode, but the Clive Owen King Arthur Kira Knightley plays Guinevere, and she is an archer in that movie. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm going to put her as an honorable mention. Don't think I've seen that one. It was, I actually okay. remember it being a movie that was in movies. Like I remember the visual of looking at it. I was a little too young for it, maybe, when it first came uh, out. I remember maybe. looking at it in the video store. I, I remember like the DVD cover. Yeah, pretty striking uh, movie cover. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll go first. Okay, good. Ours are going to overlap because there's not a ton. I think so. But I think the order is very important to me. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Are you ready for this? Yes. Number five, 
Hawkeye. Number yes. five. Yes, okay. number five. That's why I'm coming out strong. I think as a character, he's a lot of fun. But I think as far as Archer, he has a lot of cool gadgetry and stuff. Hawkeye's never really done it for me. All right. All right. I don't know. That's all I have to say yeah. about that. That's that's fine. That's fine. Well, my number five, you know, I don't know if this is actually from a movie, but the TV series. That's a great lead in. <laughs> Green Arrow. I, I don't know the actor's name. Because I know there's been a couple of renditions of this. Oh, are you talking about like it started as Arrow? It was just Arrow on, on CW. Yes. Are you talking about that movie? Yes, or Arrow on CW. Stephen Amell. Yes. Stephen just Amell. looking at it, Arrow. I would have put him in my top five, but I thought, oh, he's not from a movie, so I didn't. I pleaded ignorance, and I was like, you know what? He might be in a movie as an archer. So. TVs are just TV shows are just. Long, long, long movies that are cut up into sections and released slowly. Exactly. So I'm doing Green Arrow, Stephen Amell. Okay. Well, then I'll put him as my honorable mention if we're going to. Oh, there we go. There we go. Very good. Well, give me your number four. My number four is going to be Laura Croft, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. young Tomb Raider. Back when, before she used the guns, right? Uh, we have reviewed this movie before. So if you're interested in what we think about Laura Croft, that's right, Alicia Vikander, Vikander. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't. Know. I think that was the most like visceral, like you're holding a bone arrow and like yeah, yeah, going for it. That's right. Even the uh, movie's logo is an arrow through the words Tomb Raider. So you know it's an important part. That's right, and that's why that is also my number four. We agree. Ah, Lara Croft. Yes. That's right. Very good. Well, give me your number three. My number three is Robin Hood. I'm just going to give... This one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say old school. I'm going to say Errol Flynn Robin Hood, basically. Okay. Here's what I, I like. See. I like a Robin Hood that does the archery scene. I like the... I like the right. I like the arrow piercing through the other arrow. In the bullseye, splitting the arrow apart. Yes, yes, classic. I'm a sucker for that every time. Archery skills, I'm down. Also, I'm also a big fan of connecting a rope to an arrow and shooting it across a gap. Right. Not enough of that used in this one. Very good. Well, I put your number five as my three. I put Hawkeye as number three. There's a couple pretty cool arrow shots. I think in one of the Avengers, he like doesn't look, shoots one of the uh, Tratari. On a hoverboard or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Wait, hold on a second. You know the name of that alien race? Yeah. Doesn't everybody? That's, I'm pretty impressed right now. You threw that out like it was no big deal. I watched the Avengers with my two sons many times. Okay. Very the good. The first Avengers. The first Avengers. All right. I believe our, our top two, they're going to be the same, but I'm curious what order. All right. You ready for this? Yes. Number two. Katniss Everdeen. Yep. Now, Katniss, I don't know what else to say. She was great. I think uh, movie archery should have one of two elements. It should either be fantastical, involving sweet stunts, flips, uh, amazing accuracy. That is one element. The second element is realistic, visceral, really driving home the point that you are driving home the point of an arrow and the fact that that is pretty violent in its nature. Thank you for coming to this lecture on movie archers. And now back to the show. Nate's TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) My TED Talk called To the Point. Oh, that's good. Movies to the point. Okay. That's good. Katniss, Katniss involves both. Katniss has like kind of the visceral, like I'm about to shoot someone with an arrow, which is like what Laura Croft has. And it has the fantastical stunts of Hawkeye altogether. That's pretty good. She is also my number two. Mm -hmm. And I like that. She also has the backstory where she hunted her own food before she did the whole hunger game. Makes sense that you're good with it. Right. That's right. But I also, I like that. She's not perfect. Like Hawkeye can't miss. It seems like you don't get that from, from Katniss. Neither does Robin Hood. Right, I agree with your uh, your uh, TED talk there. That I thank yeah. you. I am a hundred percent sure our number one is the same. But go ahead, tell me your number one. My number one, you have my bow. My name is Legolas. It is Legolas. Same, same. Can we wax poetically for just a second? Please go ahead, please. The man brings down a giant elephant 
<laughs> with like several arrows to climb up the leg, shoots some down into the top of the war elephant, slides down the trunk of the elephant while shooting more orcs. He also, at some point in time, fires like three arrows while riding a spear or riding a, a shield down a staircase when defending Helm's Deep. Yes, Fellowship right, of the Ring. two towers. No, two towers, two towers. Two towers? That's when he rides a shield down. The th- Does I'm it? Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Helm's Deep? I was going to say Minas Tirith, but I don't think it wasn't. No, no, no. Minas Tirith is Return of the King. Helm's Deep is the two towers. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. He's not doing much in Fellowship of the Ring. Because <laughs> right. no one's doing much in that movie. I know. We'll have to talk about Lord of the Rings sometime. I watched that movie in theaters, and they got onto a boat to go, and I was like, that can't be the end of the movie. Nothing's happened yet. <laughs> I was so mad because I also saw Fellowship of the Ring in theaters, mm-hmm. not knowing it was going to be this ridiculous trilogy. Yep, I didn't know either. It was coming out a year later. And I did the same thing of Frodo and Samwise Gamgee, whatever, like walking over a rock and the credits roll. Yeah. It's like, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of their mission. I'm like, wait, what? What have I been watching for two and a half hours? (laughs) Two and a half. It was like three hours of wizarding and Peter Jackson. You dirty dog. My word. Anyway, I had the same the same uh, feeling, but Legolas, I also love the, the times when Legolas does the thing where. And a bad guy is so close, he just stabs him with an arrow that he's holding yes. rather than shoot yes. it. I'm like, that just makes total sense. Of course, you stab the guy right in front of you, you take the arrow back, and then you shoot somebody like 100 feet away. It just makes yes. total sense. Yes, absolutely. And his relationship with Gimli makes him also a loved character as well as an archer. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Correct. Also, Legolas is a great character to play in the Lord of the Rings video games. I always choose the ranged attack archer in video games. Okay. Well, there we go. I know we agreed. We agreed mostly. I think we, yeah, I think we're in a good, in a good place. Our closest top five. That's pretty good. <laughs> Just because they're not a ton of, I mean, I looked at other things as like, apparently Braveheart had archers, Last Mohicans. Yeah, but they're not like. The main. Natiri from Avatar. I saw that. Susan from Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Jessica Beale in the Blade Trinity. <laughs> I literally thought about putting her in my honorable mentions, but I honestly don't remember her shooting a single arrow, but I really did like those Blade movies for whatever re- weird reason. Wasn't Ryan Reynolds in that third one too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's weird. Hi, my name is Nate Baranowski. I'm an ENFJ. I'm an Enneagram 7, and I am a Squirtle. 